Welcome back to another edition of the talk show. Man, it's been a while since I've said that. I'm going to explain it all in a minute. I have some personal stuff to talk about, but I'm here for just a quick episode to talk about two things, the Knicks and the Yankees. It's opposite world. Up is down. Down is up. I don't know what's going on. I'm loving it on one hand, hating it on the other. It's all happening, though, and I'm here to talk about it. Had to talk about it ahead of tonight's Knicks game. And let's get into it on the talk show. People, it feels so good to be back recording on the talk show. Yeah, I was on a brief hiatus. It wasn't planned, but it kind of just happened. I was working on kind of securing a new job, which I started. And the ultimate goal is to improve this platform, to bring more platforms to come. And hopefully this job will help me in doing that tremendously. So I look forward to that. It's a new era. It's a new regime of the talk show. And I want to jump right into it with today's topics. The first topic is the New York Knicks. And part of the reason where I felt like I just had to jump in and just say something is because tonight, the Knicks are going to be playing, not probably, but the most important game they have played since 2013, since the playoffs against Indiana. Indiana, Indiana. Tough time saying Indiana. Listen, I'm going to roll with the punches. I'm new. I'm back. It's like I've never recorded a podcast before. I can't pronounce certain things. That's how it is, I guess. But the New York Knicks have been so good. They have currently own the longest active winning streak in the NBA at seven games. They have a seven-game winning streak, which is their longest streak in, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, it's crazy what this team has been able to do. And it's not just Julius Randle. As you saw last night, Julius Randle didn't really have it. He was kicking out of the double team. In the first half, it was quickly hitting the threes. Second half, it was R.J. Barrett. The bench players, Alec Burks, Derek Rose, you know, Reggie Bullock, they just know their roles and they fit so perfectly into their roles. The way they play in their roles is just incredible. This is what a real basketball team looks like. This is not, you know, January, February, all those times where I was cautiously optimistic this is the Knicks are here <laughs> the Knicks are the right here and right now um and it's fun I'm, I'm here for every second of it and there are numbers to back it up I mean if you look at the Knicks ever since they came back or I should say the fans came back to the garden the Knicks have been insane their overall record on the year is 19 and 10 at home and it feels like the last couple of months, there has been such a buzz at the Garden. And there has been such a home court advantage for the Knicks. It's remarkable. And the league is starting to take notice. People in the media are starting to talk about the Knicks like they're legit. Um, I'm not saying they're going on a championship run. But if you're in the playoffs, I don't care who you are. You could be the Brooklyn Nets and your superstars. You could be a team that's hovering around where the Knicks are, like the Atlanta Hawks, a 4-5 seed. You don't want to run into the Knicks when they're hot like this. And tonight is so important because Atlanta is that 4 seed currently. The Knicks are the 5 seed. 
and we could flip that and win a very crucial game against the Atlanta Hawks, a team that kind of started slow. But about five, six weeks ago, I saw a poll. Will the Knicks reach 500 again this season? Now they're what? Five, six games over 500? The Garden is erupting every night. This team is unbelievable right now. And I just wanted to keep going. I'm going to keep riding it. Listen, here are the NBA leaders in net rating in April. Number one, the New York Knicks. Number two, Clippers. Number three, Jazz. In 11 games this month, the Knicks have outscored their opponents by 92 points. This is not fake. This is not a a fluke anymore. This is a guy in Tom Thibodeau who got a bunch of guys to buy in. This is a guy in Julius Randle who is a completely different player than he's been at any point in his career prior to this season. This is the development of guys like R.J. Barrett, even a young guy like Emmanuel Quickly, who we've seen up and downs from. What I love about Quickly is he'll go one for eight from from three one game. That doesn't waver his confidence. He comes out confident. This team is so much fun. The, the amount of confidence this team has right now in each other and the way they play. You see Theo Pinson on the bench just rooting for his teammates. They're involved in every single play. They love playing for Tibbs, it seems like. Even after last night's great first half by Quickly, he was getting up shots at the Garden after the game was over. He went back out on the floor and was just putting up threes, just taking more shots, trying to get better. And to me, that's a team that is so much fun to root for. And like I said before, you don't want to catch them when they're hot like this because they'll wear you out in a playoff series. I, I, like I said, I don't care if you're the Brooklyn Nets, the Boston Celtics, you could have some superstars, the Philadelphia 76ers, but you know this team's going to play hard every single possession, every defensive possession, every offensive possession. They're going to make you work. And that wears the team out over the course of a seven-game series. And that's why I really hope the Knicks can get to a series. Listen, if they make the play-in, I'll be happy with that also. I will. But at this point, it seems very realistic that they could fall somewhere in the 4-5-6 seed. After the top three teams in the East, it kind of falls off a little bit, even with Boston playing well now. And the Knicks making it to a playoff series where they can wear a team down, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they won a series. Do I expect it? No. But it's the beginning of something. This is what it looks like when a team is moving in the right direction. Now, if you read the title of this episode, you already know where I'm headed with this because it's Bizarro World. And I know the Yankees won last night, but I don't remember. And not only do I not remember it, there are facts to back it up. The Knicks were on a five game or more winning streak while the Yankees were on a five game or more losing streak for the first time in my life. Now, the Yankees won last night on a bases loaded wild pitch and a bases loaded walk. (laughs) Not truly inspiring performance by the New York Yankees but the pitching was good Tyone got through five innings here's my problem with this Yankee team Brian Cashman told us everything we need to know when he went in front of the media the other day during his press conference that he called on the off day he went in front of the media and said it's a slow start it's not what we want we trust our guys we have confidence in our guys They're going to turn it around. Don't worry. Which led me to 
go on to Carton and Roberts, the radio station in New York City the next day and tell them that I'd rather see them continue to lose. Now, I did mis- misspeak. Evan asked me if I wanted them to lose 95 games this year. I said yes, but that's not true. I don't think it would take 95 games for the Yankees to make a significant move. I think if the Yankees were, I don't know, 15 and 30 and 15 games under 500, they would not be able to sit back any longer. I don't know what that move is. Is it bringing Estevan Floriel and cut Aaron Hicks or send him down or just bench him? Is it moving Glaber Torres away from shortstop? Here's the problem with the Yankees. We've seen this the last bunch of years. They'll hit a bunch of homers in July, August, June, when the weather's nice. You know, the patchwork pitching will hold them afloat while Garrett Cole dominates throughout the regular season. And then then you get into the postseason and the, the bats go cold. The clutch hitting, the hitting with the runners in scoring position, hitting with two outs, moving guys over, running the bases smart, playing crisp, good D, all that stuff that they just don't do is going to rear its ugly head again and they'll lose in October again. So telling me that these guys are going to turn around, I have no doubt that this Yankee team can definitely win 90 games, even with a slow start. At 5-10, and 10, you don't think this team can win 90 games? Of course they can. But this is not just a fluke. This is not a slow start. This is not the beginning of the year. This is last year almost an entire season of this as they only won 33 and 27 in this short and 60 game season. And everyone talks about them making the playoffs last year. Well, they wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't for the added playoff teams because of the COVID season. And you look at the series against the Tampa Rays. If it weren't for a hot Giancarlo Stanton, that series would have been long over. And the Yankees are so stubborn. They refuse to change. You have Davey Garcia sitting in the minor leagues. And yet you go with an opener. And Nick Nelson against the Rays, because you're so concerned about outraising the Rays, you just don't want to beat them straight up. Just beat them straight up. Once they went down 2 nothing in that first inning, and Nick Nelson, after the first two pitches, I tweeted, Nick Nelson just doesn't have it tonight because he missed so badly with the first two fastballs he threw in the game. You could just tell at that point the game was over because of the way this team just doesn't rally. This team just doesn't have any heart. How many people last night after they went down one nothing to Atlanta were like, oh, here we go again, game over. What was that, the third inning, fourth inning? But that's the amount of confidence that people have in this team and the stubbornness of this team. Still continuing to bat Brett Gardner or Aaron Hicks in the third spot. Finally, for tonight's game, they moved Gio Urshela up in the lineup. Last night, he batted eighth. He's their best offensive player right now. He's hot. He puts the bat on the ball. He doesn't strike out. That's the type of player we need. He's their best defensive player too. This whole Aaron Judge is not going to go hard in the outfield because he's scared to risk injury. If you can't play solid D because you're scared to get hurt, then just don't play. I don't know what to tell you. I love Aaron Judge, but I love 2017 Aaron Judge. The Aaron Judge that we are seeing this year is not the same guy. And I know he started off the season hot and he had a big hit in the eighth inning last night. So hopefully he's getting back to himself. But him letting balls get past him in the outfield because he's scared to bend down and maybe pull something. I mean, come on. Then you can't be playing baseball. I, I I don't know what to tell you. Their only reliable pitcher 
after Garrett Cole last year was Masahiro Tanaka, and they didn't bring him back. Kluber's look lost. Tyone finally looked decent last night. But I just don't understand. They go with the opener and Nick Nelson in that game. When they have guys. Listen, I know Domingo Herman had a couple of rough starts, but he's still there. Put him back out there. If Listen, I'm not asking them to go out and spend more money in free agency. I'm not asking them to trade for big-name players because they have the $200 million payroll. But if you have the $200 million payroll and the team's still doing this, that's a problem. My biggest concern with last night's win is not that they had bases loaded nobody out and didn't get a hit after that. My biggest concern with last night's win was the first thing that happened. Roldis Chapman runs to Heredia, the hitter for Atlanta, right after the win. Gary Sanchez is pumped up that they get the win. A big win, must-win game kind of for the Yankees. A very needed win. And Chapman goes to buddy it up with his guy on the Atlanta Braves who just made the last out. Instead of being excited that they got the monkey off their shoulder. It just shows me this team doesn't really care. There's no fight. I didn't expect any major changes from Brian Cashman during that press conference, but rip your guys a little bit. Say the defense is unacceptable. And the Yankee beat, I have a problem with you guys too. The Yankee beat has been just asking kind of soft questions. Make them take responsibility. Make Aaron Boone say, hey, yeah, my guys need to be better. They're taking infield practice. Ask him to scream at some guys. Ask him, hey, Boone, why haven't you got thrown out of a game yet? Why do you seem soft? What's going on? Michael King came in, and he's been incredible this season. He came in after the opener, Nick Nelson. At that point, the game was over already. But why not just start Michael King? They're trying to be so cute with their stupid analytics. And Hicks batting in the third spot. And if they get a leadoff double, I mean, when they get a leadoff double to start an inning, and every time I just expect it to be two outs and runner on second still. Start to play real baseball. I know that's not what people want to hear, but it's what wins. (laughs) You're seeing it all over the league. I don't know what the league is supposed to do to disincentivize home runs and strikeouts, meaning home runs are great, but strikeouts just kill the game. They're rally killers. And they're not good for the game. I mean, we see these rules that they're trying out in the minor leagues with making the bases bigger, moving the mound back. They're taking a game that's so hard to play and they're trying to make it easier because people have come up with shortcuts. They're trying to eliminate the shift. Why are you eliminating the shift? Beat the shift. You're a major league baseball hitter. They always talk about letting the kids play and wanting to make the game fun. Nick Castellanos flexed on a guy and got suspended two games for it. So there's problems with baseball now. I have a lot of issues with baseball. And the Yankees really resemble everything that's wrong with Major League Baseball if you watch a Yankee game. And that's what's upsetting. And so, yes, I think they'll win 90 games. And yes, they'll turn it around. But I think there is a deeper issue here in the fabric of this team and the fabric of this roster the way it's constructed and the way it's being managed right now. And I don't think it's because of Aaron Boone. I think it's because of the people above him that 
leads me to believe that this team is not going to win a championship the way it currently is. And if you're not going to make a change, Evan Roberts said back to me, hey, they'll make a change if they don't win the World Series this year. They might make it to the World Series just because of how weak the 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 American League is. And I think if they make it to the World Series, then they'll hang their hats on that and they won't make a change because they're so stubborn. But even if they do make a change, so you're going to waste another season of this? This start is giving the Yankees the opportunity to make the necessary changes, to look themselves in the mirror and be like, oh, damn, yeah, actually, this is not working. This is what we've seen in the past. Now it's rearing its ugly head to start the season, not only to end the season. And it's giving them an opportunity to make a change. <laughs> the Yankees are not taking advantage of it, and it kind of pisses me off. So, like I said, bizarro world, opposite world. The Yankees in a position I've never seen them in. Meanwhile, my Knicks could not be better. And the hype on Twitter, the hype at the Garden, the hype that the media is giving them at this point. To the New York Knicks, they have a team with three super superstars. They have like the top 15 players in the NBA playing 20 minutes away from them in Brooklyn and nobody cares. All anyone wants to talk about is Reggie Bullock and RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly and Derek Rose, Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel. These guys are awesome. These guys are so easy to root for. It's the exact opposite of the New York Yankees and that's why I wanted to talk about it. The NBA... There are two storylines in the NBA that are just really fun right now, and that's, in my opinion, the New York Knicks and Stephen Curry. What Stephen Curry is doing for the Golden State Warriors, and now the Warriors' record is not where it should be. They're trying to fight for a playing game. That's one guy that I would want to see in a playoff game because if they have to play in a playing game, Curry's just going to go off for 70, 80 points. I really think he might, and that's awesome. Anyway, that's what's going on with uh, my sports life. New York Rangers probably officially were eliminated from the playoffs after a terrible loss, a 6-1 to loss on Long Island last night at the hand of the Islanders. And that's what's up. So I want to get this episode out so that you guys can hear my voice. Again, new job. I'm working on a bunch of things both for the podcast and both for the long-term investment in either this podcast or whatever I wind up doing. Um, so keep supporting it. I know I've been away for a while. I have another interview that I did with Frank the Tank from Barstool, and then he got sick, and I didn't want to release it while he was in the hospital. Um, but he's back now. It's a little dated. Hopefully, I'll release it, and it's still somewhat relevant. I have to go back and listen. But let's go Knicks tonight. With all the hype, with all the pressure, I guess you would say, on the Knicks, People finally tuning in and paying attention. This is the night for them not to lay an egg, for them to win their eighth straight against the Atlanta Hawks and really make things interesting down the stretch of this NBA season. So good to be back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me back. I kept it short for you guys today. That's all I got. I'm going to leave it here. And I'll see you guys hopefully again soon. I will not be leaving you again for that long. All right. Talk to you later. See ya.
Take it in, take it with you when you go. You said you can't.